welcome to AB Side Podcast. We are now on episode 10 of our podcast. Ben, we're on double digits. I know. You know, on every episode, you, you comment on the number. Oh. Everything is special. Every number is special. Everything's special in the eyes of God. You know, we should be rejoicing in all circumstances. Episode 10 is another reason to rejoice. Is that so crazy to do? Are we going to start this with a disagreement already? Please, no. Just agree. Thanks. Yeah, we are on episode 10. I, I agree with you. Okay, cool. Um... So, feedback from last week. Actually, last week, I feel like, was a two-part series with rest and work linking together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I had some feedback about um, the whole rest and work thing. So, someone actually asked me... Well, they actually commented and said they were really surprised that... um, we didn't really talk about, like, how does one work? Like, how does one serve um, to further God's kingdom in one's workplace? And also, what does it mean to be a Christian in a workplace? Did we not discuss this? We cut a lot out of that episode, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, listeners, we, we talk for quite some time. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes our podcast recordings unedited could go up to two hours. Yeah, if you can believe it, you only get the best bits. <laughs> okay, what well, what were the questions? Uh, so the question was, how does one's work serve to further God's kingdom? And what does it mean to be a Christian in the workplace? Yeah, I, I think I touched a bit on my own experience with that in the secular world when I was talking about um, part of the reason for going into ministry was to be able to to work in what what I thought and still think uh, is kind of a direct um, way of, of serving the kingdom. It's much harder if you are, uh, it's easier in some jobs, mm. right? Like if you, if you're a doctor, you can be like, oh, okay, I'm healing the sick. That's, that's good. Um, and, and there's, there's other, other kind of ones where you can see a direct impact on um, on doing good, but these are the jobs that are kind of neutral, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, I guess so. But um, what was really interesting is that actually, Ben, you cut out the bit, <laughs> was that I commented how even in our workplaces as Christians, we need to be faithful in each work setting um, to commit to yeah doing the work. Yeah, I don't think being faithful directly answers the question though of of how does your actual work um build god's kingdom but perhaps it's the we talked about part of uh, being made in god's image and because we're made in god's image god worked and so therefore we work Mm -hmm. um and so i think i think in doing work we might not be um directly bringing the gospel although though in our actions in our attitude to work to our colleagues we can do that um, but actually in the tasks themselves so say you're working at home right now um, and you have minimal contact with your colleagues um, and they have minimal uh, ability to to kind of see the effort that you're putting into work and the faithfulness that you're that you're um, approaching tasks with um, the actual jobs itself I think it's 
God's vision for humanity involves us doing something that is that is work that produces something that has an output that is um, even well, I guess in God's vision, enjoyable as well. Um, so I think all of those form part of what it means to to be building God's kingdom. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're doing data entry, um, that's not necessarily going to be directly evangelizing to people. Mm-mm-mm. So. I put in more thought after this person questioned me and li- basing it on what you view, what you listeners heard, um, I want to just add extra now. Uh, we did mention the Garden of Eden and how God actually worked. Um, and on the, on the seventh day, he rested. And the same thing is applied to us, how, yeah, he put us in a garden to work the garden. And I thought it was really interesting, actually, because... Um, if you really do study the text in um, yeah Genesis 1, 2, and 3, and you wear a filter of just work, if you look into the work aspect, that was the first time work was mentioned, um, I think, in Genesis 1. But the key word there would be to subdue, subdue it. So he planted us humans to work the, you know, the garden and also to rule over the animals and to subdue over them. And I just thought it was interesting. How, sorry, interesting how, um, yeah, we we have this task, and it's a good task. Um, and he said the same thing to the humans, uh, like to multiply. Um, that we were the only creatures that he told that to multiply. Why? Because you know, through that multiplication, um, you know, we train our families, we train um, the people. To, to bring about a society and then to also do the work um, to help tend to the garden. So I was listening to a podcast which my friend recommended. Um, it's uh, called The Theology of Work and it's by Tim Mackey. Um, the, link in the show notes. Yeah, link in the show notes. He has two parts, actually. I'm only listening to the first part. Um, and I wrote down this really good quote that he he mentioned. So it's a theology of work, and it's the podcast is called Exploring My Strange Bible. So he he's uh, one of the guys that does uh, the Bible experience. Um, no Bible project, sorry Bible project. And his quote. Oh, I see. So 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 listeners, if if you want to hear experts talking yes. about rest and work, you can find podcasts other than ours. Uh, <laughs> deal with the topic well, more. Well, there's loads of other podcasts, Ben. We're just adding, adding to a different. Anyway, um, so his quote was how work is a place where human beings exercise moral judgment all the time. And so I think so. What he what he talks about is how Christians, God's intention for us was that we would be exercising moral judgment in our workplaces. Um, and that's and that blew my mind. Like that's so true. We should be, you know. Uh, being a you know a godly example in our workplaces by doing the right thing um in the eyes of god knowing that actually we will get judged um by god in our actions and things like that and so that that really stuck out to me and but he said continuing on with that how the most outstanding institution or memories of human history where this has gone terribly wrong, not practicing this moral judgment was where humans not only subdue over the creation um, to bring out its fullest potential, but the humans subduing other humans so that, you know, uh, like basically slavery. That's what he was implying. 
how you know these people they their, their dignity is stripped away from them um and so we are called as christians to be good subduers over the earth in our workplaces in you know what what he would say gardens like we've all been given a set of garden to maintain not a physical back garden or front garden or whatever or a balcony if you don't have a front and back garden um you live in an apartment but um we all have our workplaces that we need to tend to with our hands and this is part of our yeah just the way that we live on this world um and i just thought that was really interesting and like i've never really i've thought about it but not to that deep level i like that i love that it's interesting when you talked about morality and and making those those judgments um because it seems to me then that while there is tons of secular work which is great um that we can that we can be part of um that also excludes us as christians from from certain jobs where the morals of the company or um of the the sector that it's in perhaps are not in line with with what god wants for for us as a as a people does that mean that you know oh politicians are liars don't tell the truth or whatever does that mean that christians shouldn't be in politics no it doesn't it just means that you know yes we are in a place that is questionable but like what I said, which you included last week, is that there are times where we as Christians, we have to work our way into a higher up level in order to make those changes from within. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I would say we definitely need Christians in politics. Yep. We need we need Christians in, in those those jobs. But I would also say there's probably jobs like working in a um, for like a casino um, or the or, oldest uh or the oldest the oldest job yeah um where where i would say well actually no we can't that mm. we can't really redeem that work and say that that this is god's intention for us um and there's there's more subtle ones i think than than the obvious um so i th- i think it's it's worth considering that actually not every job is um fits in line with with what god wants and um there's times when we have to, when we have to 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 make that decision, yes. like you said, yes. perhaps perhaps rising up within our industry or within our our workplace to make a change. But definitely, it means that we can't be silent about everything all the time. Yeah, to do to practice that um, moral judgment. It's interesting because uh, I have a friend who works in the city council, and I remember, you know, her her saying that her colleagues. We're like, oh, you're a Christian. You have morals. What do you think about this? Like the fact that a Christian in a workplace is identified as knowing good from bad, like that should that should stand out, I think. And people will turn to you to to seek like the correct judgment of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And we didn't even get into like the interpersonal aspects of of work. Um but you know, I, I was thinking back to to um, working in a school, and um, you know, there, there was there was a high staff turnover, and so there were always new people in our in our department, new colleagues to work with, um, and a lot of the time there would be um, gossiping and uh, like slandering other teachers behind their backs, mm. um, and I, so I 
I as a Christian felt um, that it was my duty to actually not be part of that. And, you know, even if someone was behaving unprofessionally or if um, they weren't the best teacher in the world, I still went out of my way to um, to not be hostile to them. Um, and so multiple times with multiple different um, groups, I found that I would like bridge and uh, like it's silly because it's in the school, right? But it would even be to the point where like half the department would sit on one side of the canteen and half the department would sit on the other. Oh, wow. And, um, and people would comment if you went and sat in, in one of the two groups. Um, but yeah, I, I really took it seriously that actually I wasn't going to fall into that trap. And, and actually, it was genuinely, perhaps I'm naive, but was genuinely kind of baffled by just how much like um, dissent there was between, between these groups when we're all meant to be working as a team. So yeah, interpersonal skills, I think, is a great one for, for thinking about, am I behaving in, in a correct Christian way in the workplace? We could do a whole series on work. Yeah, we can. Anyway, keep your questions coming. Uh, we'd love to explore more about work if if that's of interest to you. Um, in terms of with rest, I came across this other um, note that someone mentioned how for rest sometimes. So, yeah, some people were disagreeing with you, Ben, about rest, that it's not going to be a whole day of me connecting with God. But actually, there are times where you do have to you know, take a rest in terms of like physical rest by zoning out. Um, it, it's a break away from your work. And one person said how actually it's finding a day to recharge and go to. So they, they mentioned how they would have a list of things that they would do in order to draw life from. And so drawing life would be uh, like you go on a hike to get, you know, your life recharged uh, or it could be reading a book to help your life recharge. Um, these aren't things to help you with your work, but it's to help you draw closer to God and to, yeah, get life from. And so I thought, thought oh, actually, I need to write this um, life-giving list. Um, so for me, it would be practicing creativity and doing, you know, like having a creative outlet. That would be my life-giving list. Um, of things to do and then this other person said um how yeah it can be just watching things on netflix but obviously not binge watching because are you gonna be rested and have life after watching 10 episodes for 10 hours no but rather it's a case of one or two you know episodes and just uh just to chill and rest because some of us do wind down in front of the tv i do um but yeah, it's not. So yeah, people disagreed with your statement about the rest Sabbath day. All right. So <laughs> so you you said uh, I wrote down a few things that you, that you mentioned there. Uh -huh. um, so you said uh, wind down and recharge, um, and I guess you said draw life. But uh, uh, well, circle back to that. Um, I'm not saying those things aren't important. We can't <laughs> we can't run through. Um, like at full tilt we can't just sprint through life without taking a break um it's fine to just watch netflix but actually we weren't talking just about rest we were talking about the sabbath um, no, that, so the rest part comes in the sabbath so this i think this is where we disagree because yeah, you we said disagree that you started that your sentence just then um by saying 
Sabbath is not about connecting with God. It's、um, not just about connecting. Like it's not. So the way you phrased it, Ben, was that yeah. oh yeah, I'm just gonna sit here and just you know be with the Lord. Yeah. No. And I mean. Uh, that's unrealistic. Like, yeah, that's not what I'm going to do. Yeah, you can't sit there for like However, 24 hours. So I liked what you said about drawing life. Yeah, and、um, this idea of spending time, like doing something that's going to get you, get you closer to God, right?、Mm-hmm. So if that's being creative for you, then that's that's great. But there are other ways of being creative which don't get you closer to God, right? Like not every element of being creative is a spiritual experience. Um, and so it has to be intentional, doesn't it?、Mm. It's a heart thing. I think it's a heart thing. Yeah, and, and so you know, you just said Sabbath is is not only about getting closer to God,、um, but I don't know if you have a justification for that or not. Um, no, it is about c- getting closer to God. But what I mean is, like, it's not just I'm going to sit here for twenty four hours reading my Bible. No, no, but.、Um, But watching Netflix, for example,、uh, is going to do nothing for your spiritual life, and I think that Sabbath is about your spiritual life. Yes, we have a, we have two days for our weekend, so like you want to watch Netflix and, and stuff, yeah, that's fine. You can do it on a Saturday, and you know, like since since in, in the last two weeks, I've I've been awful at, at trying to keep the Sabbath, so、um, I'm not kind of trying to do holier than thou.、Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's. It's more that I I think the Sabbath really is about this idea of like what God wants us to is connecting with God, right?、Mm. Uh, and so we can we don't just connect with God by sitting there in silent meditation and contemplation. Like、mm. the, none of us can do that. We don't have the attention spans because we've been destroyed by the internet, right? Like our, our brains <laughs> only only can concentrate for technology. Like, actually, destroyed、yeah. by technology. Yeah, and yeah, and we need to eat and stuff like. So it doesn't mean just like yeah, doing that entirely.、Um, but I think I think I was、um, trying to counter this idea that、um, we I can't remember if we left it in the show, but、um, like this idea of your Sabbath can can involve a high element of just focusing on yourself. Like I'm just going to pamper myself, or I'm just going to、um, yeah, watch Netflix or whatever. But that's part things- of recharging. That's part of your. Your body restoring.、Um, There is it, space for yeah, God yeah, yeah, yeah. to restore you through your Sabbath day. No, but that's kind of a cop out because you're like saying, right, I'm going to take a bath, and God, if you want to ju- join, join, not jump in, that's okay. Let me go do a different one.、Uh, that's like saying, <laughs> keep that in the. Please keep that. Okay.、Um, yeah, maybe God, if you want to、uh, join, join in. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, you know. Oh, I'm gonna put a face mask. God on is and, everywhere like, in our living. What was that? Okay, okay, go on then. It's a bit of a cop out to say I'm gonna put a face mask on and spend like an hour with some candles and stuff. And if you want to speak to me, God, then that's cool. But、um, this is primarily、to. about me. No, I'm not saying that he can't. I'm saying it's a cop out to like.、Oh, it's very me focused. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If you're approaching the Sabbath as a day where this is、me. all about me and God, yeah, all about me or all about me and God, yeah, it should、um, be about me and God. There is a difference, right?、Um, so it's not to say don't do those things,、um, and it's not to say those aren't important. But I think that the the purpose of having a Sabbath is to focus on our relationship with God, 
Um, and, you know, yeah, y- your brain might be frazzled from, from the week. Perhaps you do need to take part of that time to, um, to clear out all of, the, all of the trash that's in your head. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that does need to happen. Um, but I know from my own experience that uh, a day off is not the same as a day, like, trying to, to spend with God. Right? A day off for me is, is going to involve, like, lots of PlayStation, lots of watching TV. Um, and I don't think those things are beneficial. They're beneficial to like recharging myself, but they're not beneficial to my spiritual life in any way, I think. Um, so I was trying to draw that distinction. That reminded me of Romans 12, but the message version. Um, and it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life you're sleeping you're eating you're going to work and walking around life and place it before god as an offering and i just mm. i just really like that version for that verse romans 12 1 how yeah everything just place it before god it should be an offering every element of your life yeah and i think if we have that in mind then actually we can't really go wrong um but but we do need it's it's hard isn't it because i think I think, like we talked about in our entertainment episode, we probably... Ben, everything's hard. What are you going to do about it? We have this. You're, we're always like, oh, yeah, this is hard. We need to work on it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, I think if we, if we do devote every part of our life, then we actually know, like we've talked about in previous episodes, um, that not every part of our life is devoted to that. So we do need to find... Um, you know, I think I think a running theme from our past shows has been like this. Uh, our lives don't don't measure up to to how we should be, um, to how God wants us to live. And I think I think the, it's interesting, like the way that we talk about it, because you're, I think, more of a realist in in uh, in what's going on, and I think I'm more speaking more um, idealistically. So yeah, uh, I agree. Right. And so you're. It sounds like you're always um, saying. Yeah, but that's not practical. And I'm always saying, yeah, but the actual root, like the actual thing itself needs some consideration. Um, so, yeah, so like we need to rest, but perhaps Netflix binges are not a good way for us to rest. Mm-hmm. And so we do need to find something else because rest can't, can't be reading your Bible for, for 12 hours because none of us can do that. So we need to figure out a, a holy way of living that is, um, yeah, I guess, holistic, right? Like it, it includes it includes rest and work and um and downtime and all of those things fall under the umbrella of I'm devoting this to you God even if I'm not um spending all day every day in prayer can i be um can i be crazy and and recommend everyone do a a homework task which is write your life giving list and whenever you have a sabbath you want to draw from God to go to that list. What gives you life? Look at your life-giving list. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, homework. <laughs> Anyhow, we could go on and on till the cows come home. Let's talk about today's episode at hand. Let's go. So today, Ben, what do you think if we talked about money? 
We mentioned it two weeks ago when we were talking about work. Oh no, it was not. Wasn't two weeks ago. Last week you talked about work. Yeah, and, right. Um, you said, "Oh, future episode, maybe we should do money." I think I think it'd be uh, a a good good topic to do. It makes perfect sense that work flows into money because actually, do you remember you asked me what my incentive was for working at such a young age, and it was money. Yeah, believe it or not, before I, I was it. a believer. So, first question, first question. What was the last thing you purchased online? Well, you know, uh, this is an easy one for me to answer because let me just open up my budget <laughs> um, and I'll be able to tell you my last purchase. Just loading Guys, now. listener, um, Ben is a budgeting Ben. He loves budgets. Uh, and so he will always mock me for not having one, which we will talk about later. Um, but yeah, he is an advocate, a strong advocate of budgeting. So, yeah. Okay. The, you mean the last physical item? Yeah, last physical item. That's not groceries. That's not groceries. Yeah. Oh, no, this is backfired. It's just, uh, it just says Amazon on my budget. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know what was it was. Was it a gift it, for your wife? It was glow-in-the-dark stars for the kid's bedroom. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they were extra bright, on, according to the, uh, to the product page, but you can't see them in the dark so disappointing purchase did you leave leave a review review. i might (laughs) you should leave the review for me you love writing reviews i love writing reviews i'm super critical but it just it means i have to spend a bit of time when i'm there i do masses of reviews like i don't do just leave random one i i leave it in bulk when i'm in my super critical mood what was the last thing you bought um i believe i bought some elasticated cords because i've been sewing face masks and i needed more actually so i definitely bought those i bought from the same supplier because i knew that they were pretty good and it was you know a good a good length and good quality so i ordered uh three more batches of what they what i first bought which was one batch just to try out yeah practical things nice things that you need i think um but do you feel like, Ben, do you feel like people talk about money enough? No, I, I, I think we probably don't talk about money enough. Why do you think that? Why don't people talk about money? It can make people uncomfortable. I mean, it, like, it's quite a big topic, right? But, um... but we talk about shopping purchases last day. Oh, yeah, I got the recent blah, blah, blah. Oh, look at my new iPhone 11. Um... Like, people are fine talking about products, but yet, why aren't we okay talking about money? I, um, I'm i fine for talking about money. How are you with talking about money? Mm, I've gotten better through the years. It, it used to be a massive taboo. Okay, well, you sound like you're the right person to ask the question to. <laughs> Backfired. Um, well, I think t- for, for many people, and myself included, money is such a personal topic that... It's one of those hard things that people don't want to share how much they earn. Yeah. That's a big yeah, one. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't um, want to be talking about how much people yeah, earn. Because, because definitely it's automatically like, oh, I get paid more than you, therefore I have more power. Yeah, one, Do you know what one I mean? person and those, will feel worse in that unless you earn the same yeah, amount. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but at the same time, we all have different professions, so we all get paid differently for the work that we do. Um but it's like, it's one of those things where 
people are reluctant to talk about money because it can be frowned upon, um, especially if you don't, you know, you're not very good at saving or like you spend beyond your means. Um, right. Yeah. And I feel I feel like in in the church setting, it's not something that we always talk about. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it on this podcast. So, how does talking about money make you feel, Ben? I I, I don't have a problem talking about money. I, I think we should be doing it more because the reason we don't talk about it, like you said, is there's some feelings of judgment or some feelings of guilt potentially involved. Mm. Probably not always. Or pride. Or pride. Yeah. Or pride. And actually, it it's kind of like we're just squirreling those those feelings away. You know, like if you're in terms of debt, but you you don't want to bring it up. Oh, debt's a difficult one, though. Debt's a really difficult one. Partly because uh, either you know they've got a spending issue, um, buying trainers, spending all their student loans, what what not. But I think it's it's hard because. When you are in debt, have you ever been in debt, actually, Ben? Um, I think Apart from I your mortgage, in, I dipped into my student <laughs> student overdraft. Okay, student overdraft is is interest free, though. It was, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's a an okay thing, though, right? Or is it? Um, at at the time, I didn't. It wasn't a concern. Um. But I I knew that it was going to get filled up, and actually I don't know if you if we want to talk about this now or if we want to talk about credit cards later. But uh, this month is the first month that I've ever had a credit card. So <gasps> I guess you got yourself a credit card the first in your life. Yeah, I is. thought you were really against it. Why? Um, just for the rewards, just just to earn cash back on um the expenses like it's always going to be paid off in full it's it's never um why never did you delay this then why did you delay this i don't know it was just something that i hadn't considered before i thought you were really against it i don't like the concept of you know like going credit. into yeah yeah credit as a as a concept i'm not sure is a a great one um mm. but you know like i'm always going to pay it off it does make me mm. feel more um wary though like Why? to see oh there's this bill at the end of the month that needs to get paid even though i know that i've got the money for that and mm. even though that money would have been spent on my debit yeah. card already yeah it's a little bit like oh, what if something goes wrong between the bank and the credit card and they don't get my payment and then i get charged like interest there it's is, only there gonna is some... be like 20p though interest i don't know depending I have, I don't on how know much what the interest rate is because i'm i'm yeah <laughs> I learned the hard way credit cards. I remember getting my first store card in a department store. This was at university. Big mistake. And um, even though I was working at that department store, I could get an additional discount, not just the card store discount, but an extra because of staff discount. And so I discovered after Christmas that, yes, you have to quickly pay it back. Otherwise, it does accumulate all that interest rates um so i learned the hard way afterwards i cut it up nice not to say that i've not had credit cards afterwards i have um but it is it's for emergencies i would i would do credit card for emergencies but it's it's very difficult to keep on top of if you are struggling to manage your finances because it can snowball 
into a lot of debt. Yeah, uh, and you know, like I don't like the idea that uh, there the might snowballs? be an emergency. No, there might be an emergency where, like, I'm going to get myself out of that emergency by spending money that I don't have. But that doesn't. It's future money, they say. Yeah, but you don't have that money right now, uh, and so yeah. yeah so that's but, my. But, but like, you know, but you know that there will be money coming into your account at a later date, so you factor that in part of the credit spending. But I mean, just just think about about it in terms of this year. Like, what if you had an emergency in February? You spent loads on your credit card, and then you lost your job because yeah. of COVID nineteen. That's true. That's true. And in that case, it would be very difficult because it will snowball. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I I really don't agree with spending money that, that we don't have. Um, Yet you just got yourself a credit card. Right. But but <laughs> my intention, my use case for that is is definitely like pay it back immediately. Mm-mm. So it's it's not something that I'm going to have to worry about because I'm not spend i'm not using it in a different way that than i use my debit card yeah it's a tricky one but i wonder what the bible says about that does the bible say anything about spending on credit so james 4 uh verse starting in verse 13 says um now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city spend a year there carry on business and make money why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. And I kind of feel like the the concept behind a lot of credit is, uh, yeah, I'm going to be able to pay it back in the future. Uh, it's just money that I haven't earned yet. But, you know, like we don't know what's around the corner. Like we didn't know that we would all be working from home or people uh in the service industries would would lose their jobs and it's presumptuous to to think that you can plan things out Mm. that's true but yeah in this verse it does talk about oh i'm gonna go to another town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit is is that bad to make a profit so here's here's the the question that i that i have i think um like does does money is money something that god wants us to have like not not like does god want me to be rich but like does he want money to exist as a concept does he want currency to be um the way that we interact with the world does god want us to be operating on the basis of commodity and and wealth and ownership how else would you operate i mean i have to imagine that adam and eve Probably God's plan for Adam and Eve was probably not that they would eventually set up a bank, um, but rather that they still had to operate somehow. It what back then maybe it was Adam rocks, and Eve did not gems. have any need for money. No, no, no. Right? Like the when fall. there was a society, they still yeah. had to operate somehow. I don't think God really probably was thinking about having like a financial system, like a you know, like the thing that came before money is like bartering and trade mm-hmm. actually if we're i don't i don't really ask my family to pay me back for things that i do like for them you know like my mum doesn't expect me to to pay her every time she cooks as a meal when we go to visit um and and i kind of feel like actually in heaven 
I doubt we're going to have money, right? Like, it kind of seems... Mm, I don't know. Well, we have to work. <laughs> right, but money's, money's, money is about um, receiving, like, a fair um, deal reimbursement for your, for your work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and it's just the, the way that we kind of carry that, that, like, it's just a token of, of, like, I've done some amount of work in the past and that's been credited to somebody else. It's like, this person's accepted that. So now I can go into a shop and um, because of the way that we're all sharing our, like commodities yeah um like that entitles me to pick up and take this box of cereal or whatever it is i'm not sure that's what god really wants wants for us that we need to be um like valuing our i mean it makes sense in this world definitely but um i don't know if god necessarily wants money to be a a a, a thing at all so are you saying money's evil then? That wasn't part of God's intention? I don't think money was, was part of God's intention. I don't think it's a necessary thing um, unless you're in a, in a society where there's a lack of um, trust and a lack of genuineness. If we're all acting um, unselfishly, then if you ask me to, to fix your roof or... Um, build your website or whatever it is uh in an ideal world i wouldn't be asking for conversation for that because we would all be fair with each other anyway what doing things for free yeah interesting <laughs> right or, or to put it another way uh, do you think we'll have money in heaven i don't know i've not thought about it <laughs> But I think God's plan for humanity at the start, right, before, you know, um, the fall of mankind, humankind, if you want to be PC, um, there was still, was there commodity then? No, there was only Adam and Eve. There was, there was fruit. There was fruit. There was, you know, vegetation. There was, there was resources and materials. I don't think Adam and Eve were operating on a barter basis between the two of them they were married okay fine but society happened yeah people traded things even abel and cain cain and abel they they were offering things to god so i think i think it's it's materials god has blessed us with materials and what are we doing with that those materials that's interesting why why because i still feel like um yeah, you, you know, the more we talk about money, actually, the more, like, you realise you don't think about it. Enough. Enough. Yeah. Um, like, even just, just, just making this discovery is like, wow. Yeah, you're yeah, right. I mean, like, like, on Earth, it's absolutely right that, and fair that um, someone should be paid back for their work. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in heaven, that's... The work that you do is, is not, not an important... Um, the output of your work is is not like a, a big deal. Um, what you don't need to work. Yeah, just just like within a family, like it would be a very dysfunctional family that um, has any kind of currency between um, whoever does the chores and you know, aside from pocket money, because that's that's about teaching kids about money. Um, it would be a very strange family where like a husband would ask his wife to to pay him for like 
putting petrol in the car or the wife would ask the husband for um to to or, or vice versa actually i'm not not trying to be sexist um yeah the wife would ask the husband um oh i've done the laundry this week so you owe me four pounds or whatever that would be a very weird family mm-hmm. dynamic wouldn't it yeah um and thinking about us as a as a church as a as a family in christ um it it doesn't seem like that's kind of what god intends for us that doesn't mean we should get rid of our money but um well it does say that if someone has a need to give to them where there's a need you 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 help like we share our resources yeah and it's all resources right like it's not just money it's it's everything um and similarly if you're giving to someone yeah you can give them money but you can also give them time or help in other ways Ansi. Yes, Ben. Does God want us to be wealthy? What do you mean by wealthy? Rich. Rich in what? Does God want us to have lots of money? Specifically money? I guess that's the, <laughs> that's the corner you push me into, yeah. No. Only if he wants you to be. <laughs> God wants us to be wealthy only if he wants you to be. No, because... The question is, does God want us to be rich? Yes and no. Because from my understanding is that money can be used for good and money can also be used for bad. And God's intention for all of us is to be made into his image, okay? To be, to, um, yeah, be made more like Christ. And for some of us, if it means being more like Christ through poverty, there, there it is, you know, you, you will have to experience poverty. If it is through the means of being blessed and rich, I think that it's a case of, yeah, God will bless you in order that you can bless others. How do you feel about, do you remember, um, do you remember like, uh, I think it was like nine years ago, the Occupy movement that was going on. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. So there was, there was these protests where people would, it was called Occupy Wall Street, but it happened um, in different financial, um, like London and places as well, um, where protesters would come and they were protesting against the the um, disbalance of, of wealth. And they would say like, they would be arguing against the 1% of the, the world's population that has something like 50% of the of the actual mm. wealth um, in the world. How do you feel about that? I think that that is a, a very imbalanced distribution of wealth. Um, and I think God's intention wasn't for that initially when he made the world. So how should we behave as we are? I don't know if we're in the 1% or in the 10%, but we're certainly near the top of that poverty, of the, um, wealth scale. I think as, as just people with jobs in the UK. People with jobs in the UK. Yes, we have been, um, we have these jobs, uh, but it's what we do with the job that really make a difference, right? Are we going to be faithful? Are we going to be practicing our moral judgment in our workplaces? What are we going to do with, um, you know, the money that God has blessed us with? And... <laughs> Yeah, so do we hold on to that money? Yeah, do we hold on to that money? And I think it's partly to do with generosity. Are you generous with your money or are you just keeping it to yourself? And 
is that are you only sitting on that money and just being greedy the the act of generosity with the money that you've been blessed with it's almost like you are sacrificing something that you think is rightfully yours but actually i think it it is to be used for god's kingdom here on earth it is it is here to help the poor it is here to yeah just just bless others with does that mean that we should be giving all of our money away no well i think i think it's if you if you remember in the bible there was that widow who gave who gave up all of her possessions two two coins that's all she had everything that she had yeah 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 and i think it's a case of actually we should be giving till it hurts if if you are just giving comfortably i don't think that's a massive enough challenge um but but the moment you start giving from a place where you know oh god it hurts a little bit but i i see that there's a need and um it's a part of sacrifice and i think that is that's a healthy practice to have oh yeah totally um and like we tithing is a thing that that we should all be doing you know it's really hard because because well the way we view money is 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 very different right but from what i understand is that you definitely need to practice tithing it's it's the giving it's the act of giving it because the money can reveal your heart attitude like i it it's mine it's all mine no one no one is allowed to have it versus i'm going to give a portion to god as an offering it's a heart thing yeah knowing that god bless me with you know these resources do you think god wants to wants us to be wealthy i don't think he does no why because by it's it's all about it's all about pride isn't it yeah it's about pride. Um, i think it's really just about like it's pride and arrogance and entitlement i think yes um there's a, there's a sense that we want uh that we find ourselves wanting more money because we want to um have a better car than than the the, than the person next to us or we want to have a bigger house um there's a sense that we kind of feel like the media tells us that like this is what we need to earn. Actually, you said something really interesting right at the start when we were talking about should we talk like do you talk about your salary? And actually, you said it's it's like a symbol of of your status in society, mm. of your level. Mm. Um, and it, even though we dislike that, it it's still true that that there is an element of that. Even if even if we don't value people as Christians uh, by their bank balance, the world does and. Um, it's very hard to shake um, at least some level of of that um, when we're talking about money. And so, no, I don't think God wants us to be wealthy. Have you seen there's, there's an Instagram um, account called uh, Preachers and Sneakers? Uh, no. And so they, they will post a photo of some uh, normally like a pr- prosperity gospel type um, type type uh, preacher, um, and then wearing like designer designer clothes or like oh, really okay. expensive shoes or whatever and then they'll put next to it like the product page um and like how much it costs <gasps> yeah wow um and then they're normally like thousands of dollars wow uh, yeah and i think i think that that absolutely highlights like even if even if you are blessed with uh with a, a, a 
outstanding salary, like flaunting it on stage when you are meant to be delivering God's word, I think is uh, pretty um, damaging to do, I think. (laughs) What's funny is that uh, as part of my research for this episode, I happened to stumble upon a question that someone asked John Piper and it was, um, should pastors all be paid the same? (laughs) And he said, actually, for him, he actually put a cap as a lead pastor in his church in America. He put a cap to how much he could, uh, how much the church is paying for him. Because the moment you step over that cap, it can, like, he doesn't need extra. You know, he, he has enough to live on. And so, and I, from what I, what I know is that, yeah, sure, he contributes to a lot in um, the church, not just his own church in America, but actually globally now. A lot of people follow him, his, his resources and stuff. But, but I think for all of us, yes, some people have been earning a lot more. But from my understanding is what, the, yeah, you just need to have enough. How do you know what is enough? So this is the thing that I, um, we were talking before the show about like our, our own attitudes to, to money. And um, you said that I talk about money a lot. You do. A bit too much. Right. And I, I maybe, don't, maybe it's because I'm not keen on talking about money. That's why. Yeah. I would say that I don't think it's too much really in my life. Like I don't, it doesn't, it's not a, a thing that I'm, I have a problem with in terms of sin or temptation, but there's, there's definitely, so I think, I think I talk to you about money when I feel like actually maybe here's an opportunity for me to share how I've tried to be a good steward. Mm-hmm. And like, this, okay. this might be something that like, oh, maybe you should try this. Because yeah, maybe I that know. is helpful because you're on the other end of the spectrum where I'm, I don't talk about money because I don't think about money. <laughs> the only times I think about money is when, Either I'm grocery shopping or like, you know, I'm buying something. That's the only time I think about money. And it's like, oh, do I have enough? Yeah. That's it. But but similarly, so you're you're saying, do I have enough? Like, I don't know if I have enough. But for me, I know well, like every penny is going um is allocated to something in my budget. And I feel like it's really hard. It's not do I have enough, but it's um like is like are all of these things just not not I don't feel like we overspend or anything but like are all of these things justified and it starts to just add up like you start making making these um having these these thoughts about okay well what am I going to do about uh like my kids going to university what am I going to do about like when we need to buy a house a bigger house in a few years what am I going to do about retirement and you start like creating all of these pots for like I need to save this much and this much and then when you say, when you come back to that question of like, do I have enough? The number that you think is enough is much, much higher than, uh, than seems comfortable, I think. Mm, I think it depends on where you are in life though, right, Ben? Because you have a family to feed. So you need to have that in place. Whether as as a single person... We, it's different priorities, but it's different you're priorities. Still, but you're still going to have those questions, like, do I have enough money um, to to afford this next thing? Do I have enough money for retirement? Like, 
they're all things that that need not need but that that we are taught to to think about and to consider mm -hmm. and those are the kind of things where i where i would maybe talk to you and be like oh yeah let's wish you you should think about like this thing in your pension or whatever. it's helpful don't get me wrong i appreciate it when you do bring it up because then it does make me think about those things because i don't always think about it truth be told i like my money like my mind does not operate in 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 numbers <laughs> but there comes a point where i'm like ben are you talking about it too much that you are thinking and it's becoming like are you obsessed with it so no um i'm not but um although recently i have been um overly focused on that question of like retirement which is crazy because it's like my whole lifetime again like number of years 30 more years or 30 plus more years like um before it happens uh and that kind of thing makes me a little bit um uncomfortable because it's so focused on like it's the opposite of that james verse of like don't think about the future because you don't know what's mm, going to happen. Mm. But I don't know what the alternative, what what would you suggest the alternative is? Like, should we just not plan for retirement? Because it feels like, like statistically, things are going to not turn out well if you do that. That is also true. So um, I, <laughs> I don't know really, because... On one hand, yes, we should plan for a rainy day. On the other hand, yeah, that James passage, we don't know what will happen. Jesus could come yeah. back next week, you know? And it, it, it feels kind of, um, the, more, the more money that you save for, for that, whatever it is, like you're saving for a house or you're saving for, um, yeah, like, I don't know, like you want to go to university or you're saving for retirement or you're saving for your mm -hmm. kids going to university. Um, the more money that you like stockpile and build up in your bank account, the more you start to think like, oh, what could this money, what good could this money do if it wasn't like for me? And it's, it's a really difficult um, thing that we have to work through, I think, because there's always that thing at the back of, of, of your mind of like, okay, yeah, you can tithe and you can fix that tithe at 10%. So the more money you have, the more money you give. But um there's there's the kind of that that Jesus talks about rich people a fair bit and he never has a good thing to say about rich people and, no, he doesn't. and their yeah um because it's all focused on on things in the world um so it, it's really difficult for me um i think to to find the balance of like there's there's so much to there's there's like what everybody else is doing like keeping up with the joneses like yeah um like looking around at, at your Christian friends and and seeing, not 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 judging them, but but just saying, okay, well, if they're living this way, then it might be okay for me to live this way. And and then at the same time, there's there's kind of, well, what do I actually need to be like? What's the minimum I need to to be able to 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 live? And then there's the there's the also which is like, well, is it does God want me to? to have like the latest iphone like there's at some point it gets to prosperity gospel right but like there's a middle ground does god want me to be living in a tent and uh and, like just like growing my own food and like not maybe like giving giving away all my money like 100 percent of it and that kind of thing does god want me to like not buy um 
extra toys and things for my kids. Like, it's all like everything's subjective. I think. Well, there are some people that believe don't believe in excess. Yeah, but that's subjective, right? That is to, that is to find the point of excess. But I think I think it's the the mo- most important thing is is this glorifying to God? Am I glorifying God through um, how I control my finances? Am I controlling my finances so much that it is um, not to say that investment is a sin? Okay, so the parable of the talents it does talk about investments, but it's the case of Am I investing so much that I am placing all my hope and trust in this pot? Am I placing my treasures in 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 my heart, or am I storing up treasures in heaven? So, I think when it comes down to money, so I'm the type of person to not actually um, save, which is really bad. I I do struggle with saving, and um, because I feel like. The way I view money is that it is a blessing. And so God has blessed me. I'm going to use this money to bless others. I'm going to, you know, just just buy this food and I'm going to bless and feed others. I'm going to use this money and, and contribute it towards, you know, the, the work that I do. Um, and so <laughs> I have very money, little, little money saved, which is also a bad thing. But then it gets to a point where I am so reliant on God blessing me with things that it how can i put this it comes down to the last penny even um which it, sometimes it is bad of me also because maybe i'm not keeping on top of things um maybe i have overspent during christmas um but yet in those moments i see that god always pulls through whenever i'm having a hard time with money do you see what I mean? So like, I'm not really controlling my finances, but I'm letting God control everything in my life. So I think it depends on what you're spending that money on. You know, if you are um, genuinely spending all your money on uh, on like feeding people and um, and trying to to do good for people. And even with that, I would probably say like, there's a caveat to like, um, you could still be reckless with that, like, and just like, treat people to like steak dinners all the time like that's not actually like a a great use of of money either if you're doing that with all your money and you're finding that that's why you can't save i think i think then um of course then that's going to be down to god blessing you because you are kind of entrusting him with everything and not to single you out but to to just apply your talk, talk to your general approach i think if if you're if one is willfully not thinking about that money and not being really conscious with with um like I'm spending this only to bless people if there's other purchases in there if there's other expense in there that is like unnecessary and um means that you do then have to rely on uh, on the providence of God the providence of the church to to help you out when you're in a tight situation i would say that that's not being responsible and that's like the that's what jesus talks about in the parable of the talents yes so i can see on both sides though that there is a level of too much control and then there's a level of you are not controlling so how do you find a balance well i I mean i i would say get a budget because um like but then you're always thinking about it then you're always going to be looking at it it. no i i mean it's just like 
once a week you just go da, 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 you just check everything's like balanced um, and you make adjustments if you need to and that's useful because it means i can quickly see whoa i've spent this much money on eating out this month that's not good mm. um i can and also i can control things like how much i spend on things like christmas and i also get to decide like with an overview of what's a sensible amount of money to spend on like my hobbies or what's a sensible amount of money to spend on unnecessary expense like luxury luxury items um and and that's that's good because i've got a handle on it see because on the other hand i i understand that there is a need to budget like so if i reverse it to not money but change it to planning for my meals and you yeah, know groceries or time. yeah or time how you manage your time which turns out yeah, I enjoy doing time and, and planning for meals, but I just don't like planning for money. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Pray for I me. I think it's it feels it still feels like that you have some um like money is a, a tricky topic for you though. Maybe, maybe it is. But to me it's still just entrusting God to provide. Which I don't think that's irresponsible. I think that is me turning to my Abba Father and be like, God, um, please care for me. Yeah, but it's, it's what you've done with the stuff that he has provided you with. Money or skills or um, mm. time. Yeah, I right? understand. And that is, that is the parable of the times, right? Like, it is, you don't want to be in a situation where you're turning around and, and saying to God, oh, I know you gave me this money last month, but, you know, it's all gone. I don't really know where it's gone. Um, well, actually, that person buried it. They didn't even spend it. <laughs> yeah. I would probably spend yeah. it. No, but yes. but I still feel like even in my choice of spendings, I will still you know weigh up what would it be useful for. Like what? Why? Why am I splurging on this? You know, smart speaker. Why am I splurging on? You know, this phone. Um, and what am I going to do with it? What good is it? for me to spend 60 pounds on trainers that I don't want to wreck, <laughs> you know? Yeah. P.S. I've never spent 60 pounds on trainers. <laughs> really? No. Wow. I'm really impressed. I thought that was a, that's, yeah. I mean, it makes sense because 60 pounds is, I feel like it's, it's a, a low lot. number to spend on. No, oh, really? Is that a low lot. number? That's quite high for me. I will just go to yeah, TK Maxx and look for I'm like really a cheap, impressed. cheap, like standard sketches. 25 wow. pounds 30 pounds trainers pair of trainers even that is quite pricey for me so, some practical advice from us <laughs> uh, that's great yeah so ben can i ask you do you feel like you're generous i i feel like i'm generous um if the question is do i feel like i'm generous with money um yeah but i will I think I feel like I'm more generous with other things than money. Okay. Like your time. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know how there's this uh, Chinese thing of like hat hay, like when yeah. you go to a restaurant, um, <laughs> especially with like family trying to, trying to pay. Trying um, to fight to pay. You will happily accept it, is it? Uh, yeah, because I mean, that's partly a cultural thing as well. It's not, um, yeah. it's not uh, like a greed thing, but I do sometimes, it's take, taken me a while actually, um, being around Chinese people to even realize that it's like a um a thing to be aware of in the past I was just like oh that's nice they've treated us to this meal how how nice uh, what a great one off and then it like happens again and again and I'm like oh that's, that's interesting this person's really generous and I'm like oh no actually that's not no, that's not what's going on it's not 
Well, yes and no. They they're basically they're basically plying you in hopes that they can get some good out of it as well later. But yeah, um, in my white cultural understanding of that, it's just um, oh, what a nice gesture! Like that's the end of it, and and so like I don't feel any obligation to pay back. Like I, I'm aware of it, but only if I have to stop and really think about it. Like sometimes I would try and offer to pay, but um, it, I can't. I can't do like the yeah. I can't do the fighting over like paying. Like if someone says no, let me do it. I'll be like, okay, you, well, you want to do it, so. Mm. No. Cause, cause, um, someone asked me, "Is it the poor that are more generous?" I feel like they are because they have relied on the generosity of others. That's why they know how to practice generosity. Not to say that rich people aren't generous. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like the more money you have, the more anxious you become. Um, and it's and it's been reported by rich people. Like the more you have in your bank account, you don't feel that level of I've succeeded I am secure but actually you will want to keep making more because you keep thinking oh if if mm. only I get more I will be secure but you get more and more anxious the more money you have and so that's why I don't I don't I don't care if I get more money like I I don't strive to get more money because I know that it would it would be a foothold over my life mm. So do you think you're generous? Uh, to a degree. I, c- I know I can be more generous, but, but I think, yeah, what someone told me once was, if you are tithing and it's a comfortable amount, then you need to up your, your, how much you give. And I thought, yeah, mm. actually, you're right. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I think often in those situations, um, that's when you do really feel... Um, or experience blessings back from God, um, either monetary or or otherwise. Mm. Um, when you do te- take a a step of faith and surrender more than yeah. you think you can afford. Yeah. So yeah, even after this podcast now, I think I'm gonna look at look at my bank account, which I haven't for a while. <laughs> hey, it's been lockdown. Um, but no, from what I understand is. Yeah, we should we should be generous with what God has given us. Okay, so I guess to finish, Ansi, what should we be doing now? I think when it comes to money is to be open with talking about it from a Christian perspective. Ask others um, about it and what their views are. Because to some I know it is a stumbling block, but the more we talk about it, the more normalised it can get. Yeah, I th- I think money itself shouldn't be a stumbling block for anyone, right? No. Like there might be specific issues we might have around debt or yeah. um or or um greed or um jealousy and stuff like that um that makes us not want to talk about it, but mm. um actually we should be we should be open about those things. And actually it's nice to be able to um to challenge each other yeah. like and to be able to say like into someone's life. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think maybe you should be thinking about it this way or yeah. like if you have those relationships. Yeah. Cause, because we're, we're told to, uh, you know, walk in the light. And so from my understanding, if money is kept in the dark, it can be quite dangerous for all of us as Christians. Um, so I, I think it's 
being vulnerable and open. The best times and best friendships that I've had have been with friends that I can talk about money with um, and that have helped me. (laughs) Um, So it's just to be open about money um, and to continue to pray for each other about any struggles that you have concerning money. Yeah, and even though, I guess even though we're talking about it, like it doesn't mean that we should be fixated on it because there's there's no like having more money does not make you better in any way at, at like serving God's kingdom in fact um there's multiple verses that suggest it makes it harder for you to do that mm. so so we shouldn't we shouldn't feel bad about not having as much money as the next person or or anything like that and and we shouldn't be fixated on it as a as a thing but at the same time i think we need to be good stewards of of what we have been given and we need yes. to ask and pray and and like think about how god wants us to use what we have got yeah and i and i know for a fact that god can use our bank accounts um to bless others for the extension of his kingdom as well um yeah missionaries need your support uh the church needs to function um through people's generosity and giving so yeah. Oh, people's faithfulness. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. People's faith. It is generosity, but it's also a faithfulness. It's a faith thing, yeah. So to end with, I want to end with the Bible verse because, you know, we have to bring it back to God's word, um, which is very powerful. It says in Matthew six, nineteen, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And so it's a case of where am I storing my treasures? Is it in the worldly goods? Is it, you know, my stockpiled bank account? Or is it just just turning to God? But, but you know, everything. Well, if you enjoyed our podcast or if you didn't, uh, please send us feedback to abside at the bcc.org.uk. We would love to hear more of your thoughts. Please remember to subscribe um, and to hit like, even leave a review. All right. See you next week. Bye.